everyone. Welcome to episode 9 of the Raindrop Corner. I really enjoyed this episode, not just because I had an amazing guest. I had the magnanimous, the lovely Miss Giella. Giella is a DJ, a singer, an activist. She is a paragon in the community. She does a lot of work with young girls and also young women and inspiring them, whether it's musically or just through being themselves, enjoying being themselves and being in the skin that they're in, empowering them to follow their dreams and their passions. I want to be just like her when I grow up. But I really enjoyed the fact that a lot of times when I have guests on the show, and mind you, I've talked about all kinds of topics that I thoroughly enjoy, but I've never really been able to talk about the LGBT plus community and what it means to be a woman of color, specifically a lesbian woman of color or a queer woman of color, or just some of the things that women go through in general for being women. So it was really refreshing to have that kind of very deep conversation um, on my podcast and have an added perspective to that as well. I do want to take the time to wish everybody out there happy Pride Month. And I want to give special thanks to not only those in the LGBT plus community, but also the LGBT plus allies and supporters. It's wonderful to see us unified as a complete front, really pushing initiatives forward, talking to city councilmen, talking to Congress, talking to law enforcement, talking to people who can really make a difference in spreading awareness. There is a myriad of hate out there and it's just so overwhelmingly awesome when you turn on your news feed or you look at these courageous people um, telling their story or nonprofits and organizations giving people a platform in which they can elevate the community, they can kind of dispel some of the ignorance out there, and also show people that they are not alone, that they have resources and they have people that care about them, and they have other alternatives, which is such a big and important thing. So thank you so much for all of you heroes out there who do these wonderful things every day, or volunteer, or just make it a point to make people aware of what's out there for them. I'm going to get off my soapbox now, but I sincerely hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Y'all, I'm here with G Triple E Double L A in the flesh. Miss Giella, how you doing? I'm doing good. I like that. I like those lyrics <laughs> that you used. You know, I'm real creative. Those are totally yours. I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. What kind of shenanigans you've been up to lately? How have you been? I've been good. I've been real busy. Um, I'm like working on a new EP. I've been DJing. I'm doing workshops. Uh, doing girls rock. Uh, doing all the things. Too many things. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like it just from my interactions with you. I know you've been into music. First time that I actually saw you, I saw you perform for one of the. It was kind of like an open mic night thing mm-hmm. that they had at the Hourglass Pub. And I just loved the soulful lyrics. I loved how deep they were oh, and how inspiring they were and engaging that. they were. I, love I appreciate it. that. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely a crowd person. Anytime you come to my show, like, you're going to say a hook or you're going to say a verse or something. Like, I'm just, I just love interacting with the crowd. That's, like, my big, biggest thing. <laughs> <laughs> it spices it up. It yes. makes it interesting. It makes it different because, mm-hmm. like, 
a lot of people don't do that anymore. You know what I mean? That's kind of like an older style of like performing and like oh, like it just like a different take. Or people down here in Jacksonville don't really do a lot, but I love it. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that because like when you go to like a soul fest, I remember mm-hmm. I was like maybe twelve or thirteen. Yeah, and we saw Earth, Wind, and Fire and oh. a whole bunch of other throwback, goddamn awesome, amazing goddamn. artists <laughs> perform, and they really got the crowd interacting. Yeah, that, it just kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. Horrible because I've been to a couple concerts mm-hmm. but I've never had that happen so oh, it was hell a lot of yeah. fun that's what's up that's what's up that makes me feel good <laughs> but what got you into music in the first place I know you've had quite a journey so far yeah so in the first place well I've been classically trained since I was like 12 years old um, my mom like basically took me to every vocal lesson, dance lesson, theater lesson, all that. Went to La Villa Middle School, went to Douglas Anderson High School. When I got out of high school, I was like kind of done with music. I was like really over it, to be honest. <laughs> I was just like, all right, I'm done. And then I started working with like um, some like local rappers, like singing on hooks, like being the hook girl, singing whack ass hooks um tbh um and then i started like um getting involved in this like duo and i learned a lot of things from them and uh, we wrote some really amazing songs but i kind of dissolved and so then i was just like damn well i kind of want to do my solo thing so the person that was producing us at the time was willie evans jr mm-hmm. um and he's still my producer um to this day and also my dj and so cool. yeah so we put out g things in 2016 and that was my first ep and so yeah here i am <laughs> <laughs> but one of the like the major things too that happened during that time that kind of like push me push me was um getting involved in girls rock i was also in a really bad car accident i got hit by a semi truck and like my car flipped three times and it was just like this like really big reason as to why like i started writing g things the first song i wrote which my first single that i ever put out um was called new life and Mm -hmm. it was basically about me having a new life (laughs) and just like being really inspired by these kids um at girls rock and it was just uh really the reason why i do like what i do now so yeah that's awesome though i'm glad you're here well thank you it sounds like you don't just sing and you're not just an artist but you're also a superhero so that's pretty dope i mean that's like black girl magic you know exactly i feel like i had some vibranium as well The Wakandans came and um, they they made me live. I feel like that's my those are my angels. <laughs> See, I need to get on your level. I trip over shit all the time. <laughs> I'm dead. I do too. Still, <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm the clumsiest person ever. But it wasn't my fault. It was definitely hit and run. So, well, yeah. I'm glad you're here. I appreciate uh, that. You know, I've not anything semi-related but yeah. i've been hit by a car while yeah. walking and i know oh, that is shit. not fun. yeah i'm good yeah that's I'm, good we're that's both good, good. i yes. guess maybe i do have black girl magic <laughs> we all do <laughs> we definitely all do <laughs> tell me about girls rock you said you got into that after your accident mm-hmm. it's um it's 
from what I understand it, so it's volunteer and you're working with mm-hmm. young women, correct? So it's um so it's uh, girls gender nonconforming and also trans youth as well. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so it's not just exclusive exclusively for self identified women, mm-hmm. um, but each of the kids um get a um instrument and then they have a week to write a song. But we also do um, workshops with them on like intersectional feminism. We talk about like um, pronouns, like why you should ask people for their pronouns and like not just assuming someone is this way because of what they look like on the outside. Um, things like that and also songwriting they also get um, instrument instruction and then they write an original song together so at the end of the week they perform the song so I am a co-organizer for that and I've been doing that for the last uh, well four or five years Um, been co-organizing that Um, so yeah and then I've sometimes I last year I went to other camps so I got to go to um, because it's not only just a Jacksonville based program it's actually an international program Mm -hmm. so there's um, Girls Rock all over the world and so I got a chance to go to um, Girls Rock Charleston and I also got to go to Girls Rock Santa Barbara so I got to go to LA last year and then go to Santa Barbara to do the camp and hopefully next year I'm planning to go to Girls Rock Tokyo. So That's cool. <laughs> I didn't know it stretched that far. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it goes Tokyo. They actually just had their first um camp in Africa, London, nice. Norway, like mad people in um like the Netherlands, like nor like just all over. So yeah. That's amazing. Cool. Brazil, yeah. Even goes down there. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Mm-hmm. What made you gravitate towards that particular nonprofit? Um, so one of my friends um, that I used to play music with, um, where they're like a band, R.I.P., um, they're no longer a band anymore, the Stocktons, they invited me to come perform like a song that we do together with mm-hmm. them. And so I, they were like, yeah, it's a summer camp. And they were telling me, about. I was like, what the hell? How did I not know about this? And I performed with them. And then, um, then shortly after that is... Um, that later that falls when I got into my accident and I was just like I need to do something like I've been depressed for like four or five months like I just need to go do something I was like I'm just gonna get involved in this girls rock thing so I can get my mind off of stuff because I wasn't really writing music I was kind of just like in this like weird space and then I volunteered and that like summer completely changed my life and I was just like I gotta do this like these kids can pick up an instrument that they don't even know they can interact with people that they don't even know um there's kids that are just like completely like in their queerness and just like proud of it and just don't care and they're writing songs about like misogyny and like um like homophobia and transphobia I'm like what the hell this is amazing and they're like nine to seventeen like writing about this stuff and talking about these things and I was just totally inspired by that so that's how I basically got involved in it (laughs) and stuck around (laughs) I can't blame you it's awesome to see what kids do and just how I think that sometimes adults don't give kids enough credit Mm -hmm. like what they pick up on and Mm -hmm. what they see and like you see Facebook videos of nine-year-olds talking about how awesome their two moms or their two dads are exactly and they're so observant like I don't know if you've seen this one video of this little girl that's like rapping Mm -hmm. and like she's got like the two pigtails and she's like in the car like rapping like you know what I'm talking about she's like going in and she's like my daddy smoked too much weed I'm like whoop (laughs) read your daddy let him know I know, but she's like just 
just going in and just like talking about her everyday life and it's just like these kids be knowing like they know what's up stop talking to them like that stop being condescending stop like forcibly pushing this like hierarchy onto them like just let them be you know so yeah i totally agree no i definitely like it's, <laughs> it's amazing though is that is girls rock kind of what pushed you to start writing music again yeah for sure like just being around them and then also just like going through my accident um i also linked up with another amazing singer rapper um cheech Ferrain. she mm-hmm. co-wrote um on my um ep new life and um just like after just experiencing all that with the kids i was just like i gotta like write this ep i gotta do this and linked with her and she definitely like shares a lot of the same values when it comes to like kids and like life and it was just like a very easy project to like write we just basically just like wrote a song a session like put some tea on burn some incense <laughs> ran the track and i was like here are my feelings and <laughs> the songs are written <laughs> that's literally was like every freaking session <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> so i'm guessing that not just your feelings but also the accident and experiences is that is that kind of what bled into your work and what's your process when you write like yeah other than incense which is totally dope <laughs> i do that when i write too yeah but what normally is your thought process when you start to write a song well i'm still a very very fresh songwriter so i definitely do not have all the things um so with um g things i was kind of like okay well I'm not the best songwriter in the world and I was just like who do I like that is like kind of accessible that I can like reach out to and um Cheech was like the first person I thought of like her hooks are like so catchy her flow is just impeccable her presence like on a track if you ever listen to her like her voice is just so just warm and just milky and I was just like fuck like I oh sorry I'm not you can okay swear. okay you can swear. I was like uh, it's okay. fuck. I, put, I put the parental advisory on every single one just in that. case somebody wants to say shit or fuck well, or damn you can just go off if on you listen to Cheech for rain you'll be like fuck <laughs> because she is just amazing her green mile EP I ran back like so much I was just like her she's got to be the one and so I just like messed turn I was just like yo like I have this EP like I really want you to co-write on it with me but also like kind of like teach me the things you know um and you know I just kind of came where I was like well this is the idea that I have like I don't know if it, she's like no that's good G like that's good I wasn't as bad I guess as I thought I was you know what I mean critics, right so that's um, fair. but she can just like structure a song and she can like hear these melodies and things like that um so it was just kind of when I get sent a beat from Willie. So Willie Evans Jr., my producer, will send me a beat. And um, I don't like to go to the songwriter and be like, here, write the song. I'll listen to the song and I'll just be like, okay, this is what I feel. Like, this is what I think. And then I'll try to correlate it to another song. With Willie, I'll send him like a bunch of songs I'm like so this is kind of like what I want to go for and at the time I sent him a lot of tracks from um the internet's album feel good so just like this like dreamy like kind of ambient kind of like sounds and stuff and then I went to Cheech and I was like okay so this song this is why I feel it makes me think of this situation and this is everything that I was feeling and then it kind of like helps the songwriters really paint that picture um so with this second EP I'm kind of doing the same 
same thing. Um, I reached out to another amazing songwriter um, from a band called Stono Echo, which mm -hmm. is here in town, and the lead singer is Jay Maestro, and the art process is pretty much the same. It's a little bit different, a lot more like silence like happening, but we're like still getting to know each other as well. But like I'll be like, okay, this is like my emotions. This is the situation that happened. And he'd be like, wow, damn, that sucks. Like I know people suck. <laughs> and so um, so yeah, so really um, getting into this album is very much so going to be really personal, really emotional. So that's pretty much like the same like type of uh, situation. Sometimes we drink. <laughs> well, I mean, it, right. it helps the process. It does help the process. <laughs> and his wife makes amazing drinks, so it's great. <laughs> How has your music evolved from G Things to now, would you say? Like, yeah. Things that you've learned and picked up. So with um, G Things, um, I was like, when we... I think right when we wrapped it, mm -hmm. I might have, I had like just came out, so it was super fresh, so not a lot of the songs had, um, I guess, representations of like my queerness in it. Mm -hmm. the, I, the one song that me and Cheech did together, Intergalactic, definitely we use like she, her pronouns and things like that, but with this next EP, I'm really trying to like really represent that mm -hmm. and talk about um, some of my experiences in love like in the relationships that I've had in um, my queerness and then also just exploring what that is because that's still like a journey for me I'm trying to figure out like who I am like my sexuality my gender now I also use not only she her pronouns but I use they them pronouns mm -hmm. Um, and also just like living under 45, like, and experiencing that, cause that's a fucking experience in itself, you know? And also being in the South, I just like, it took me a long time to even want to start writing again. Cause it just, I was sad, <laughs> you know, and dealing with that has just been this whole other thing. And also, um, I've been traveling a lot too. And meeting a lot of queer people mm -hmm. in other states and like y'all get to be around brown queer people all the time like this is amazing or black queer people all the time like this is fucking dope you know and here it's like uh, sometimes uh, like some stories I've heard from other like queer people of color like they just feel very isolated because there's not a lot of spaces for us to exist in that's so. very true. Like I, I definitely agree with that. I think I've lived in a couple of different places, but mm -hmm. I feel like, because I lived in Virginia and Georgia and <laughs> South oh, Florida nice. for a while, I feel like Jacksonville is a different kind of environment mm -hmm. for not only a queer person, but a person of color. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because Jacksonville is like the biggest city landmass-wise in mm -hmm. the United States, but everybody kind of stays in their own corner, Yeah, I've noticed. And it, it makes it even harder mm -hmm. when you have that stigmatism because you are a minority. Yeah. And to top it all off, to put another layer on that sandwich, you are also part of the LGBT plus community. Mm -hmm. um, so it makes it harder. And I find that there's not as many outlets as yeah. there are. Like you go down south... And there are plenty of, I know. like, not just youth, like, gay youth centers. Like, here we have Jasmine, and they're phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But down south in California and Chicago and There's other places, so <laughs> there are so many. And it doesn't matter how old you are. Yeah. You literally can just walk in and get the resources that you need. And we don't really have that here, even yeah. though it's getting better. Right, yeah, definitely. Because I know, like, the Women's Center does do things, too. But, like, I've noticed that for, like, our black queer men, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Where do they go? You know what I mean? And what is 
available to them or for them, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's definitely tough, and it's, like, heartbreaking to see that, you know? It is really difficult, and I, I feel like artists like yourself and other artists who are LGBT plus or just the different groups that we have in town are slowly but surely making it better but it's cool to like bring awareness to that because that's how it gets better oh yeah Yeah. I'm always doing that like and everyone knows that like you see me like I'm doing that I'm putting it on my face not only on my Facebook but it's on my clothes like it's in my like all the things you know and definitely trying to like work with them too like I just um, DJ for Jasmine's Queer Prom and I was just like blown oh my god it was like like so amazing and I was so blown away and I also got to do their um their ball too like the jasmine ball and yeah oh my god that was even oh that was even just yes you know um but yeah they're just they're so amazing and just so powerful and just to be at that prom I'm like damn like y'all are so in your queerness and I'm just so here about (laughs) that you know and I wish I could do more, and I definitely know that once my platform gets bigger and get more hype, like, definitely going to be there for them and try to, like, bring more things to Jacksonville that involve, um, you know, like, awareness around, like, QPOCs and have events that are exclusively for QPOCs. That's definitely one of my biggest things I want to do for Jacksonville. Um, I think the hardest thing for us also, too, is just the accessibility of it, you know? Like, we are so spread out. Like, it's just ridiculous, you know what I mean? Yeah, it kind of is. And it's just, like, it's hard for people to, like, drive to an event, you know what I mean? If it's, like, 20, 30 minutes away. Like, if you live at the beach, your ass is not going to want to go to Riverside. If you're at Riverside, you do not want to take your ass to the beach, you know? I'm guilty guilty of it. Like, I still push myself to go when I can, but, like, that 20 minutes makes a difference between, um, do I feel like getting out of bed or am I Exactly. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't think about is, like, the transportation part is just like such a huge thing so hopefully my wheels are turning I really want to throw like an event next year for like us by us you know what I mean and you know hopefully have it to where like folks can like carpool each other you know if there's like a drinking situation happening or if people just don't have access to a car you know what I mean be able to do that because we don't have reliable public transportation you know what I mean we really don't so that's the heart I feel and especially for queer people of color like people of color exactly. like we use the transportation i know when i did it took me like two hours to get anywhere then they stop at nine o'clock how the hell am i have a party and the bus stop at nine o'clock you know what i mean i learned about three weeks after i got here that i could not take the bus no because i mean i don't i pretty much uber or well i lift everywhere now uh-huh. but i mean that gets pricey yeah so i mean realistically like catching the bus i'll be late for work right <laughs> or the bus that's what i'm saying so hopefully with this huge event i'm gonna put it into the stars you know you can have it to where like you Pox can like have access to like free transportation so where we can just get there and we can party have a good time you know what I mean not that it's about partying I'm here for the visuals and I'm here for that but at the same time like I feel like we focus a lot more on like the visuals than us like celebrating life you know what I mean so um definitely I'm, it's in the works it's in the works i'm only one person <laughs> That's fine. definitely let me know how that goes i want to yes. be part oh, of oh hell yeah no don't you worry i'm gonna be like listen only way you come to this party you bring three people <laughs> 
Because we got to party together. We got to know that we are, like, out here. You know what I mean? So that if you do, like, have a day where you're like, damn, like, I'm feeling, like, really lonely. Where's my one, like, Tupac friend that I can talk to or that I can just, like, chill with, you know, and just, like, feel like that like mutual love because we got we gotta have that shit like you know because we're all here we out here but we just in the cricks and the crannies you know what I mean I used to like I used to run and I still do I'm just integrating it into this nonprofit that yeah. I'm starting but I used to run an LGBT plus support group oh the, my gosh and like amazing. and it was for like people 23 years and up so that I could kind of compensate for some mm-hmm. of the adults that Jasmine can't necessarily yeah. fit in into their group but I found that there are a lot of um, queer people of color. Yeah. There are a lot of people that felt underrepresented. They yeah. didn't have places to go or people to talk to. Yeah. And when you think about it, there are other places in the country that are like that. Oh, yeah. Um, where they cater to the youth, but mm-hmm. there's just not as much for adults. So once yeah. you reach a certain age, it's kind of like, well, right. you know, you, you work it out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, they still give you resources, but that's a great idea. Yeah, like, I, I genuinely think that it doesn't. Because we we that... need more community. You exactly. know what I mean? Like community together, and like not just like you being the black friend with your white queer friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's I, I so agree. different when you're with your black queer friends. Like that shit is just like on a whole nother level. You know what I mean? I because you can I talk about do. like all the things. You know what I mean? The things that you're going through, or just like. Just like queer shit that you just want to talk about with your black friends. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's the camaraderie. Yes. Like knowing that you sometimes it's just comforting to know that somebody understands. Yes. Like I feel like I have a lot of wonderful queer white friends and other nationalities, but when you're around someone that's the same minority as yeah. you, it's a lot easier to connect when you're talking mm-hmm. about issues and they actually get where you're coming from yeah. because they can relate. Exactly. Yeah, a thousand percent. No, I get that. Now being um a person of color a queer person of color here Mm. as far as a musician goes have you had any obstacles here and how has that shifted when you like travel outside of um jacksonville to perform Um, in other places so uh, the only obstacles that i had here was like um just like being the tokenized like you know girl of the show and definitely still feeling that now with like DJing mm-hmm. um it doesn't really get to me as much anymore you know cause now I'm getting paid so I don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> um so it's like it, you know but it is kind of aggravating sometimes cause the guys will definitely like tokenize me and I'm just like alright y'all like, let me just be like a DJ or, you know what I mean like it's dope like I'm 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 also like happy to at the same time cause it's I like being um centered because it's like also showing girls y'all we could do this shit you know what I mean because they want us because it's so different you know what I mean because there's so many cis men in Jacksonville rapping or singing or what DJing you know what I mean and it's just I just saw this lane and I was like oh shit I can do this and since I've done it I've only been DJing like a year you know and I'm doing like mad like gigs and it's just like because there wasn't like anyone else like doing it you know mm-hmm. and it's, it's just dope to um to do that and then see other people be inspired by that you know 
that was like the tough part was just being like tokenized um the guys really respect me though um mm-hmm. which i definitely appreciate that they're just like gee you just like hustle so hard like i just want to know like what you're doing Da-da-da. and you know one and they're like you're taking over jacksonville and i'm like whoa no 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 i am not trying to conquer I, or take over everywhere yeah but it's like i'm not trying there's enough room for everybody mm-hmm. that's the one thing i let folks know all the time i'm like no 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 i ain't trying to conquer take over that's what a colonizer do you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm for the people and i want everyone to succeed and i let people know all the time i'm just like yo there's grants out here there's people that want to give us money like you need to talk to this person or i try to connect people all the time i'm always doing that or like letting them know like my resources i want us all to win when i start started doing like more things it's like okay now it's like the less and less like brown people i see and i'm like oh no like come on y'all like we got to do this together like we can dit like all about doing it together um outside of jacksonville has been amazing no obstacles at all (laughs) total red carpets situation (laughs) happening Um, a lot of just like genuine love like definitely like the first show me and willie did together outside of jacksonville in Columbia, mm-hmm. uh, South Carolina, Psst, ugh, amazing. Like they loved us. That's the most money I ever made with merch in my life. <laughs> it was just mad love. LA was like so much love. LA was, it was um, the only obstacle I feel like I had was just being blown away by the talent that mm-hmm. was before me. Like I was headlining this show and it was just the most beautiful show I had ever done. Like one of the openers, um, her name was Sister Erie, real dope, you love her. Um, she's like a rapper and she's like rapping in Spanish and she's like um, Mexican. I'm just like, I can't deal with this. The other girl, um, she is a part of a group called Earth Arrow, but her solo project is called Ghetto Heat. And she's talking about gentrification in her song. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And she's like singing and rapping to like a guitar, or I don't know if that's the pronouns that they like, but they were like singing and rapping to a guitar and just like completely blown away and just like walking up and seeing these beautiful brown people and I'm just like what the fuck like I'm performing with them and then it was my turn and I literally was just like god damn I'm about to cry in the middle of my set because <laughs> I just can't handle this right now like I've never been on a show like this before and like these powerful like black and brown artists like what so that was the only like obstacle that I had with that mm-hmm. Austin was amazing I did Austin this year too that shit was just oh my god all those poc queer people and they were just like you're not from here what you have to leave like the fuck (laughs) (laughs) like that was just it was amazing out of town has been a breeze i don't ever really get nervous when i perform out of town because usually the shows that i do are like with queer folks Mm -hmm. so i don't really feel like nervous um just la had me shook as fuck (laughs) Because those artists were just amazing. I probably would have been a little intimidated. Too. Oh my god, I was forgot my words. Like I was just really like nervous, and I was just like, "Fuck, I don't think I represented myself well." But I mean, those folks still follow me, and they're like, "Oh, you know, hit me up and stuff." So um, I was just shook by the talent. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I mean, and it's an experience. Too. Yeah, like you'll go back again. I'm oh sure. my god, yeah, L.A. It smells like pee everywhere, but <laughs> really? it smells like a literal urinal a part of la where you in i was in um so i stayed in east la which was amazing and i was just like oh my god these people are just so beautiful and um then i went to like downtown la Mm -hmm. um so i mostly just took 
the subway everywhere once I figured out how to use it. And I was just like, oh my God, why am I paying for Ubers? Like, I can pay $7 and go wherever I want. <laughs> and awesome. um, so I, I had a show in downtown LA, and downtown LA just smelled like straight piss. Like, I was just like, oh. Like, I'm about to throw up in my mouth. But it was beautiful, and I, like, walked around downtown LA at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was just like, this is so dope. <laughs> See, we need to stay open later. Yeah. So, like, everything oh my God. shuts down around, like... 10 o'clock. Yeah. 10 o'clock. <laughs> Unless you go to the bars, but, like, who wants to go to the bars? <laughs> this is nothing to eat. Some people want pizza at 3 in yes, the morning. Yes. Me. It's fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I just can't get it unless you, like, live in Riverside, you know, and, you know, you get five stars or something. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, outside of Jack's has been great. <laughs> get mad love every time I leave. That's awesome, though. Yeah. It's It's got to be really humbling and awesome to feel that love coming from oh, everybody yeah. from everywhere. Oh, yeah. No, it's so great. I really would have to give big ups to Willie because um, – Willie Evans Jr., he not only is a producer, but he's also, like, a performer himself. Mm -hmm. Definitely, like, helped me a lot with, like, performing and just, like, filling out a crowd and knowing correct, like, stage banter and things like that. Um, So he definitely has helped me, like, a lot. So I think that has been, like, a huge success. How did y'all connect in the first place? So um, I used to be in uh, Stink Sauce, like when it first, first, first started. And so we opened up for Willie Evans Jr.'s um, release party called um, Introducing. And so that's how I met him. And then when I was in the duo that I was talking about earlier, um, I like hit him up and I was like, listen, we need a producer. What are your rates? And then just kind of like stuck with him after that. Mm-hmm. That worked out. Yeah, hell yeah, it worked out. I don't know moves. why he's still my friend, but <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I'm not scared to invest in myself. I'm not scared to pay people. And, um, you know, I definitely am not one that's like, you know, trying to take advantage of artists. Like, anytime I work with someone, if it's like a visual person or a video person or a um like another songwriter like I'm just like what's your rates because I want people to step to me like that I'm not gonna you know do DJ a show for free or I'm not gonna like what what are how are we gonna like get this money you know what I mean that's fair though I mean I have I have mad respect for artists of every plethora of life and I mean you you kind of have to be that person Mm -hmm. like I would never expect anybody to perform for free and it's kind of like a respect thing too yeah i really love your work i love what you do will you do this gig for me right and it's like a service too that's the one thing that i'm big about is like letting folks know like this isn't just like this free thing you know what Mm -hmm. i mean how did you kind of ease in from, you know, writing songs and performing to being a DJ? <clears throat> um, so DJing just kind of like honestly came out of nowhere. My friend Alexi from Tomboy, shout out to them. So <laughs> what happened was I went to Alexi's house to record because um, they Tomboy did a remix and um, I was featured on it. And so I was at their house, and we had just finished recording, uh, me being on it. And they were just like, well, I just want you to know, like, I have these turntables. So I put Serato on my computer, like, plugged up the um, the tables, and I fell in love. I was like, whoa, this is, like, so sick. Like, I figured out how to crossfade. Like, I was trying to, I was practicing, like, scratching and, like, learned how to record and mix. I was like, whoa, this is so dope. And I was just, like, shook 
buy it. So gave her her tables back. And then um, Luna, which is another dope POC artist. Um, she just moved to Miami, but she's also like a, like a, um, she's like a trip hop artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she also DJs too. She had some tables and she was like trying to sell them. I was like, well, I don't have money to like buy them, but can I like borrow these tables? And she's like, yeah, of course. And then um, me and my friend, another dope artist, Lily, her name is Black Kala. Um, we started doing shows together and she was like, well, we need a DJ. I was like, well, I'm not the best, but I can try a DJ. And then after that, I just started doing like mad shows. So it was just like this streamline, like Alex, Luna, and then Lily. I don't know if you've ever seen the L word, but it's kind of like I the chart. Yes. <laughs> So it's kind of like the chart. <laughs> I'm picturing Alice's chart now. So it was basically like that, except we didn't, none of us slept together. <laughs> Even though these chart. are all attractive, all my friends are attractive, but it's like my musical like chart. <laughs> so Alex, and then Luna, and then Black Kala, and then that's basically how I started DJing. And then started just doing more and more shows and I mean I'm not the best uh but I definitely learned every single gig um and yeah I just started getting like bigger and bigger gigs I DJed at Incahoots for a little bit um I did like Jasmine's prom I I do like a lot of like really big like private events too and so yeah it's basically a year later here I am <laughs> now it like pays my bills so yeah it's there been dope she making money moves. I'm trying I'm trying to make <laughs> these money moves Cardi. I forgot to put Cardi on my chart. Cardi's definitely a big inspiration. No, her story is super inspiring. Oh, yeah. No, Cardi's amazing. Like, I'm like, y'all not about to come for Cardi. Like, I mean, she is problematic in some ways, you know, when it comes to, like, the trans and her calling people cockroaches. But, you know, we all learning out here. Yeah, you live and you learn. I feel like there are people, like, I don't, I don't condone people's like mm-hmm. negative behavior but i feel like as we learn and grow we've all said something stupid oh yeah oh yeah or like ignorant that we learn from yeah time i'm sure i have to like never anything like lgbt um q plus related yeah um but like little things that i like step back and be like um yeah probably shouldn't have right said that but i mean yeah i don't i try not to take it too personally unless you're like some people, yeah, you're just saying off the wall, yeah. And I feel stuff. like she's trying to like learn. Not that I know her her intentions, but I feel like she's like chilled out from it after she got like called the fuck out from it, you know. And um, yeah, exactly. We're all learning, and we're still, you know. I tell my friends all the time, like, check me if I say something wrong or I say the wrong pronoun. Like, the one thing I definitely try and do is like ask people what their pronouns are. You know, like, is it okay if I hug you? Like, can I hug you? You know what I mean? Ask you for consent, like all that. You know, so I try to definitely be like aware of that. That's something that I learned a lot about. I think when we started the nonprofit, that was probably the thing that terrified me the most. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing you never want to do is make someone feel uncomfortable. Right. Or in, insult them, mm-hmm. like, without realizing mm-hmm. that you're insulting them. And, like, even volunteering with groups like Jasmine do really well with mm-hmm. teaching you, like, what the pronouns are mm-hmm. and, and how to address people. Yeah. But, yeah. But you should also find, I mean, not that I'm trying to preach to you or anything, but, like... One thing I know that I've learned a lot is to find comfort in the uncomfortable parts of mm-hmm. things, because that's what helps us grow. That's you know true. what I mean? Very like, the only consistent thing in life is change, so we have to, you know, be aware of that and, like, know that and just not be afraid of those, like, moments, because you know how you're going to learn, you know? That's true. Speaking yeah. of change, like, 
what are some big changes that you feel you've made? How have you grown as a person outside of just what you do creatively? Well, I definitely find comfort in my friends and, you know, knowing when to like slow down and when to really listen to my body, my heart, my spirit and not like push myself and go too far. Like I do do a lot of things, but I'm also very calculated of the things that I do and like when I do them, you know, because at one point I was doing the most like I was DJing like twice a week. I worked Monday through Friday, also did workshops like sometimes I had singing gigs and it would be all in one week and I'm like gee like did you why? sleep well, exactly <laughs> so I was like are you doing crack <laughs> I was like no I'm not doing that I'm just doing the most you know um but just like knowing when to be still you know that has been like the biggest thing for me is just like doing that also like going to therapy that's been helping me a thousand percent um talking to someone and letting them know like all the things that I'm feeling one of the biggest things that me and my therapist do a lot is a lot of breathing um because I do get very anxious because I also have anxiety and I'm um, a lot of people don't know that you know I do have like hardcore social anxiety um sometimes um and you know I don't like show it in the ways that folks would think, you know, and it's more so like in my head Um, and also um, just like depression as well, Um, dealing a lot with a lot of um, just like traumas that have happened in my life, not only with my accident, but like, you know, family situations, also being um, a survivor um, of assault. Um, So just like knowing um, to take those types of triggers out of my life, you know, and going to therapy and talking about them as well, you know, um, has definitely been a big change in my life. Um, so I started going to therapy this year and it's just, it's completely changed everything and I love it. And it's helping me like break up those traumas, you know, that's really inspiring. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm guessing that, I mean, and not to make this about me, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, (laughs) but you know, I can relate definitely to the depression thing and even to, you know, the assault and some of the other traumas. Yeah. I found that, you know, immersing myself with people and, yeah. and, and doing things to help other people and things that make me happy help with that. Are you Have you found that really putting yourself out there and doing even more projects kind of helps um, ease, yeah. ease the effects of the trauma? Oh, the yeah. It helps, like, break up the trauma, I feel, a lot in my brain, too. Because um, that's, like, one thing that me and my therapist are working through is, like, breaking up that trauma in my brain Mm -hmm. you know um whether it's me like um not not triggering she doesn't like trigger me by revisiting it but we definitely just like talk through it Mm -hmm. so um that and also um just like talking to other like queer people if they're not here in Jacksonville like reaching out to them um across the you know the nation with the interwebs (laughs) using that thing Um, and just like following, like really inspiring people on my Instagram, on my timelines, you know, all the timelines I try to like definitely follow like very inspiring, like queer people of color, just so I can just have that continuous wave of consciousness like happening. You know what I mean? Even if it's not like personally, I can still see it because like I'm always on fucking Instagram. So (laughs) making sure when I'm scrolling, I'm seeing these like POCs that are doing it, you know, um, and also just having friends to talk to about it as well. It definitely so, helps, like, having yeah. that close-knit support. Oh, yeah, for sure, a thousand percent. So and that's sure definitely helped. 
I'm sure it's probably grown over time. Yeah, too. no, it has. I mean, I have to also thank Girls Rock, too, because we also have a conference that we do. And mm-hmm. um, in the conference, we have a POC caucus. Mm-hmm. So we literally, like, all the POCs from all the Girls Rocks come together into run room, and we just, like, talk about all the things, you know? That so is awesome. It's so dope. That's really cool. <laughs> yes, it's so, like, amazing, and I'm just so I'll have it. to link and spotlight them as well. Yeah, to kind of, please like, spread do. awareness. And the thing is, you don't even have to, like, um, as a the conference that they have in Philadelphia, like, you don't even have to be associated with Girls Rock. Like, you can just go as, like, a person because they do, um, as a person, as <laughs> someone that is, like, doing that type of work, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, or that wants to learn. Um, you can even go as, like, an educator or as whatever, you know. There's That's amazing cool. workshops that happen and, like, skill sharing and things like that. There's, like, workshops, like, on trauma-informed care, on, like, decolonization. Um, I did a workshop out there on radical approaches to hip-hop so like um there's like a lot of like different workshops and it's like a like a weekend you know and you just get to meet so many people from like all over the world and um also we had like an amazing keynote speaker um named Jafar and she was so dope um so yeah there's just a lot of like dope things that happened that weekend it's pretty magical (laughs) that's cool and your workshop the radical approaches one what were some of the things that you talked about in it so in it so they have like different tracks Mm -hmm. so um the track that they that I was in was called radical approaches to music Mm -hmm. so in the workshop I talked about black femme rappers and like some of the um labors that they had to uphold and also some of them that are like kind of like hidden figures in hip-hop and then also how to introduce hip-hop to your camp you know um because a lot of the camps are very Mm white-based and they just do like rock and roll and they have like these people POC babies that are like you know we want to rap Mm -hmm. or they have white girls that want to rap and so there's like a different way to navigate that so talking about how they can just basically pay black femmes to like come up in there and rap for them instead of you taking on that (laughs) you know what I mean so um you know as honest as that you know what I mean I was in my workshop um because that's what we need to do like especially for these camps that want to have hip-hop well, y'all shouldn't be teaching that. You know what I mean? Find a rapper. There's, I'm a thousand percent sure there's a black female rapper in your city. You just got to find them. You got to do that work. You know what I mean? And bring her in and pay her to like do a workshop or to perform so that they can see, you know what I mean? And talk or whatever, you know? I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And it was a dope like experience. I was very nervous. It took up a lot of mental space. Um, but a lot of people were like blown away by my workshop and they were just like, Oh my gosh, like that was amazing. And it was really dope and super inspiring. I went to a lot of amazing workshops too. So it was, it was really fun weekend. I always have fun weekends. My second year going. That's awesome. You gotta give yourself more credit. Well, I appreciate that. I'm a Capricorn, so (laughs) I'm always hard on myself. Um, And I just am like, I'm just always like thinking the worst, you know what I mean? Like how you're saying you're your worst critic, you know? And um, I just get really nervous and I just want to do good. And I really wanted to represent my camp, you know what I mean? In a positive way, because I don't know if any, I think that was the first year our camps had ever done workshops at conference. So I just wanted to do good. You know, I was like, man, maybe I should have spent more time on it. But no, it went really good. It all came out and it was awesome. Nice. (laughs) There you go. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. So, 
I always ask a more lighthearted question mm-hmm. and then a more serious question yeah. towards the end of the podcast. Okay, okay. So my fun question Here would be, if you could perform with like, pick two artists mm-hmm. of your choice, which two artists would you perform with? Like if you could collab with them, mm-hmm. you already have... Um, well, if I could perform with anybody, I would love to perform with Rico Nasty. Um, I saw her at South by Southwest and I was like so blown away by her set and she just had so much fun and I love her. Like, I'm just obsessed with her, (laughs) like in her music. Have you ever heard of her? Yes, I have. So dope. Oh my God. She was so good. Like her set was so hype. Like the whole time she was on stage and I was like, God damn. She seems like she has a lot of energy just from the music that I have heard of her. A couple of tracks on SoundCloud. Yeah. She's so dope. And also Sid. From the internet, I'm. A, if anyone I knows, if anyone knows me, I am a stan for the internet. <laughs> I've been following them for years, so I would love to sing. She don't give a fuck from Purple Naked Ladies with her. So that's my. That's those are the two people I would perform with. My heart, both of them. Good choices. I know, Good right? Choices. It's so like such a spectrum of, of two different artists, but I just that those are my moods. See if the internet it, Rico it Nasty. It's interesting though. <laughs> everything was the same. Exactly. It's it boring after right, a while. That part, and I would just love to perform with the internet band. So that would be amazing. That would sound amazing. <laughs> now, if you could say three things to your younger self, like let's say. Let's say like sixteen year old. Oh lord! What would you say to your sixteen year old self? You gotta pick three things. Three words. Three things. Oh, like a sentence. Whatever comes to mind. Okay, I would tell myself stop messing with that little boy. (laughs) Even though that's my best friend right now, he's my best friend. We we stayed best friends. Stop messing with that little boy. Um, Focus on your music. Really focus on your music. and get out your head. I was so in my head when I was 16. So nervous and just, like, anxious and just, like, you know, thought I was going to fail at everything. And so, yeah, those are three things I would tell myself. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on. Oh, thank this you. This was a lot of fun. This is actually um, a re-interview. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't need to know that. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I might edit that part. It's, no, it's okay. You but, can keep it. No, like she just—you came back because I just love her so much. But Aww. no, like on, on a serious note, she does really awesome things, and I really am glad to have you back because I know there was a lot that changed between the original. Yeah, interview yeah, yeah. In this interview, so this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I thoroughly no. enjoyed myself. No, I was awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me back. Congrats on all the things you're doing. Thank I'm you. not gonna, I'm not gonna leak that one because <laughs> you put it on the net. But you know, congrats on that. Um, so yeah, thank you. I appreciate this. No problem. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Tell oh. everybody where they can reach out to you. Like where oh, can they go to learn more? Okay, about so where they can learn glamusic.com. I'm sure you'll put the link up yes, there. Yes, all the links. Glamusic.com. That's where you can find me on all the things. That's when you'll know, like. Um, when I'm performing or like when um, how you can like locate all my music you can find me on Spotify iTunes all stream networks SoundCloud is where my mixes are um, Giella on Twitter Giella on Facebook Giella on Instagram Giella at gmail.com if you're trying to book your girl um, but you better have the money um, <laughs> and um, yeah black lives still matter that's it <laughs>
<laughs> all right y'all so it's been a pleasure it's been a pleasure thank you so much for yes coming on the show. no problem no problem thank and i'll you. put all the links so basically just type jail into google it'll all come up it'll all come up <laughs> all right.